Hey guys, and welcome to the How to Hustle Harder podcast. My name is Sean McHale from Hustle Harder Coaching, uh, and here today I am with Hayden Willett from Lifters HQ, uh, another coach friend of mine, uh, and we're going to give our take on all the ins and outs of comp prepping. Since we're both competed, uh, Hayden himself just competed recently in one comp, the WBFF comp in Australia, in, Gold, in the Gold Coast, New, uh, Queensland, and I myself have competed in numerous comps, and we would love to give our objective view as a coach, as someone who's participated in competition preparation and seen the ugly side, seen the good side, and would just like to give our objectionable opinion to the general population before anyone makes any uh, drastic decisions to jump in. What's going on, guys? Uh, first of all, thank you, Sean, for having me on. Um, so, yeah, obviously I'm a prep coach now down at Lifters HQ down in Pakenham. Um, I'm actually responsible for now over 50 clients, which is pretty cool. Um, so, obviously, i just done my first show, uh, what, about 10 weeks ago now, WBFF on the Gold Coast. Um, I was in the fitness sure, fitness tall category um, and managed to finish seventh out of a lineup of 21. So, I was pretty, pretty happy with how I went. Um, as I'm still pretty young, turned 21 this month, so I was one of the youngest on stage for sure. Uh, so I'm absolutely stoked with how it all went and definitely going to be doing another one next year. That's awesome. That's awesome. So being your first comp, um, there's a lot that you would have, uh, you would have uh, been thrown into and, and didn't expect uh, during the comp prep uh, period. Um, what would you like to say would be the biggest eye-opener when you first uh, started tracking uh, your training and your diet and, um, and taking up really quite a few notches in the intensity? 100%. Because, like, you know... I always knew comp prep was going to be a hard challenge because obviously you're not putting your body in a natural kind of state. It doesn't want to be that lean. It doesn't want to be, you know, that uncomfortable all the time. But until you've kind of done it and until you, like, go through it, you don't really understand what everyone else is talking about. So I always found, like, I did a 15, 16-week prep. Um, I always found about five, six weeks out is when it's really struggled to get nice, you know, it got really nice and hard. Um, you know, your energy levels become low. Your calories start to drop. And it's all an essential process because you need to get lean. And unfortunately, you know, your calories do have to get a little bit lower than maybe you might think they need to do. Um, and it's just, you know, an essential part. Like, you know, you're getting on stage in front of, you know, for me it was over a thousand people for the night show. Um, and the last thing you want to do is get in front of a thousand people and not be in condition. So um, that's what I got to look out of it. Like, obviously my condition was there, but... Um, yeah, no, that's good. Forward, so so I, I mean, a lot of people would... Uh, Learn a new, new part of their prep every time they prep for a competition. I know I have personally learned uh, new things about my body, about the way I train, what responds well to my body, what foods, what type of training, how much rest I need. Um, and you learn how to intuitively uh, understand and listen to the feedback mechanisms in your body as you get better in your experience level. Uh, for newcomers, I think the most important thing before you get into a, into a competition prep is to already establish a reasonable routine and structure to your training just something that's consistent no no fancy work no fancy exercises and and um you know just simple meticulous tracking of your diet to see what you're actually consuming see what calories what's doing good so then you know what to remove out of your diet as you go and um and just keep it simple that's the main thing a lot of people get mixed up with uh you know how many grams of this and how many grams of that and and like how many minutes of cardio should I be doing and and these are all things you slowly tweak as you get closer but it's it's all the major macro stuff you do at the start and then you work on the micro tuning later on I reckon 
What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. So 100%. So obviously when you're going for your first comp, or especially for myself, like it's, if you're doing it properly, it's a good six month process. So what you want to do is obviously set your metabolism up in such a way that you're, you know, increasing your calories week by week, nice and slowly, obviously not piling on the body fat in your off season like we see so many people do. Um, and starting in a good spot where you're probably eating a fair amount of food and it gives you a good room to drop down mm. if you need to. Um, so I see a lot of the time, a lot of the females especially, they're going into their first comp, you know, eating 1,500 calories. Mm-hmm. Whereas when by the time stage time comes around, they're not lean enough. And in order to get lean, they're dropping down, you know, eight, 700 calories mm-hmm. a day and doing two, three hours of cardio. No one wants to be in that state no. and you're not putting your body in a comfortable state. No. Whereas if you can set yourself up where you're eating well over 3,000 calories a day, you know, you're not piling on the body fat. You are getting stronger in the gym still. Um, and then it gives you room that when you go through your, you know, 12 plus week prep, you only have to bring your calories down by maybe 100, 150 exactly. a week. Exactly. And, it, you know, you're still able to obviously lean out. At the same time, by the end of the comp, like by the time you top up the stage, you might only be down to like 2,000 calories. Mm. And you can that's, bounce back a lot easier. That's exactly right, Hayden. Uh, I think that's a big take-home message. Um, I know I've learned... Um, I remember the first comp I ever did was uh, IMBA in 2014. It was a natural comp, and um, and it was a lot I learned because I, I was studying sports science myself, and uh, I've now graduated from my Bachelor of Sports Science and Nutrition degree. Um, and when I was first in my degree, um, I thought oh, I could coach myself, and um, I was pretty confident in it. And uh, look, I made a lot of mistakes. I would never. I look back on now, and I. Um, I, I question why I made those choices, you know. I was, but I was losing a kilo a week over 18 weeks. I lost 18 kilos, but after that, I had met- metabolic metabolically ruined my body, um, and that's what a lot of people do. They, a lot of people, and, and I know I was one of them back in the day. We cut calories so much, but there's only so much you can keep cutting calories before the body will not change its uh, proportionate size, and it won't keep losing weight. It's a survival mechanism. What it's going to do is going to hold on to fat. It's going to hold on because it doesn't know when it's going to get its last meal in. So you can't keep dropping calories. So the other type of stimulus to lose weight, you start to have to incorporate different types of cardio, different types of um, maybe high-intensity interval training. And and it can't always be uh, steady-state cardio, like on the treadmill for 40 minutes at the same speed. You have to change it up a bit. So you might have done a lot of cardio back when you were training, or were you one of those people that, that didn't do a lot of cardio? Look, I was one of those guys, I, our training methodologies down at Lifters is a little bit different. Obviously, a lot of our training is to failure, mm-hmm. which goes against a lot of the things you hear in the health and fitness industry. As a result, I didn't have to do much HIIT training. A lot of my, my cardio was just steady state sort of stuff, first thing in the morning, post-training as well. Obviously, our goal was just to go absolutely ham in the gym for you know the hour, hour and a half that I'd be in the gym. Um, you know, Getting your heart rate up, doing you know big movements like your deadlifts, your squats, your bench press, um, still aiming to get stronger all the way through the comp. Obviously, you know, to some people that might pose a little bit of an injury, uh, risk of injury because obviously, you know, you're low calories and that sort of thing. But for me, like, I was still getting stronger in the comp. I think it's mainly a mindset sort of mm. thing a lot of the time. Like, people get into their heads, oh, I'm low calories, I'm lacking energy, I can't really lift this weight today. Where in reality, it's all mindset. And I believe that, like, you know, your strength shouldn't drop all that much going into comp. If you're doing it properly, mm. you and you and me both have the same mindset on that, and I think a lot of people that have uh, competed in a few comps uh, will have a similar mindset uh, that would concur. Um, look, that kind of segues on to our next point, which is the 
the overall demands of uh, a competition prep. And it, most people know that it, it shouldn't be done in, in 12 or 15 weeks. You really should give it a lot amount of time. Um, my last prep was from uh, September last year, 2017, to March uh, 2018. So it was a good prep. That was the longest prep I've ever done. And it didn't feel too hard because I gave myself that time to slowly tweak things in and out of my diet, add carbohydrates when I wanted it, took things out when I knew I was maybe not looking great that week and I was gradually making progress. Um, first and foremost, physical uh, demands. I would say, look, um, you've got to train a lot more than you already do. If you're training three to four times a week, you've got to push your body a little bit further and you've got to always ask yourself and, and, and you have to do this by a mindset thing, you have to realign your focus every morning and ask yourself, am I doing this because I love it? And if you're, if the answer is no, you shouldn't really be doing a comp prep if you feel like there's a gun towards your head and you're, you're complaining all the time and, and it's not fun because it should be challenging, but it should be rewarding and fun and, and you shouldn't do it if you don't feel like doing it. But they're, um, they're definitely psychological, physical uh, uh, demands and there's also scheduling demands. Like you're going to have to sacrifice a lot of things, sacrifice hanging out with friends a lot. You might have a regular day where you go to the movies uh, with a bunch of friends. You might, um, you know, um, waste a lot of time here and there. But now, if this is what you really want, you want to get up on stage and not look back and not say to yourself, well, I could have done better, then you need to sacrifice things along the way. Um, What are your thoughts on that, Hayden? Yeah, 100%. So obviously the psychological demands that it takes that's involved is just a lot higher than most people actually think um you become very kind of self-centered in what you're doing and you become a little bit selfish at times mm. because you are so self-absorbed with what you want to be doing it is a very and selfish sport it yeah. is a very selfish sport and sometimes you just forget around the bad people around you like i realized in my probe i got about 10 weeks out and i started to see good changes but at the same time i've started a new job you know i've mm. spent less time with my girlfriend because i'm just and you you lose focus on you know the other important things in your life Exactly. Um, so I kind of shifted my mindset about halfway through my prep and just started focusing on one day at a time. Because mm-hmm. obviously 10 weeks seems like a hell of a lot of time when you put it in that perspective. But if you can just focus on one day at a time, exactly. being the best possible version of yourself that you can be, um, sticking to your food for the day, um, listening to your body, you know, did you train well that day? Did you not train well? Okay, maybe next day you got to train a little bit harder. Exactly. Um, just taking a day at a time. And I found that you know, the prep managed to go a lot quicker as well. Mm-hmm. Because you're just, you know, so pent up on what that, you know, you know you're going to get on stage in shape yeah. because you were just sticking it to a tee the day exactly. by day. Exactly. I feel that that's also, it, it goes hand in hand with um, a whole bunch of things like, look, you can be meticulous with your diet and you can look great on stage, but the whole comp prep, pro- uh, comp prep process involves being a well-rounded, balanced, great person out in public as well. Like, if you're comp prepping, but you're an absolute... Miserable uh, shit. Yeah, miserable shit. Thank you very much <laughs> to everyone around you. And and there are people that would have said that to me in the past. And um, and as you get through your comps, you've got to realise, and you've got to ask yourself this, and I think there are a lot of people that need a, a bit of a kick up the backside to, to change their mindset when they're comp prepping, that the world does not revolve around them. The world does keep spinning. And um, it, no one really... Not every single person you come across in your path during your prep has to worry about your prep. You don't have to bring it up um, all the time. You just have to do it in silence, and that is your secret. Yeah, it's not their job to understand what you're going through. Like, exactly. you chose to do this to yourself. 
So it's not everyone else's fault to be like, oh, you know, give me some slack because he's gone through comp prep. Like, they don't care. They don't give a shit about that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you chose to do this to yourself. You ride the ups and downs. Like, you know, some days you'll feel like absolute crap. Like, it's part of the process. Unfortunately, you know, some days you might feel, especially, you know, the five, six weeks out. That's yep. when it becomes a struggle. And you got to love those days, you know. It's, it, you you got to keep in the back of your mind go, yeah, this is shit. This is why I'm doing it. This is making me stronger, you know. And then you're going to see through the shadows, you're going to see those people that are sticking with you and actually they, they maybe see that you're, you know, short-tempered or you're not dealing with things a lot um, at the best. But if they've still got your back and they're still by your side and they're still helping you to push through it and they're uh, looking past all your bullshit... They're the true friends. You gotta, you gotta keep them by your side even after the comp's done, and and um, and don't forget that. So that leads on to our pros and cons. I mean, we've kind of covered a lot of our pros and cons, but um, uh, I reckon big pro is look, it's something you'll look back on and say, look, I I push myself to the best conditioning I could ever have become, and um, that is a big major milestone that people will look back. Um, I think when you're into your senior years and go, well, at least I'm, I'm comfortable and happy I, I did that for my body. It isn't something you want to maintain for every year, all year round. No one can really maintain 3 4% body fat and no one should be maintaining 3% body fat all year round. But um, for a short amount of time and to just do it once in your life, I think it is a, it's a good uh, accomplishment. 100%. And like my pros would be like, you know, you've never, my, my biggest thing, I was never ever that lean in my entire life mm. so some of the photos and stuff i got from it were just insane and like you know the wbff being such a big federation like the amount of instagram yeah. you know photos and, and stuff you got and for some people that don't know what the wbff stands for it's um you would like yeah world, world beauty fitness and fashion so it's a bit of a like it's a fitness con but at the same time it's a little bit of like modeling and like, like a suit, suit round sort of thing as well yeah um, so it's a little bit more than just the body, you know, the typical bodybuilding where they just get on stage and do all the posing. Like we've got the posing rounds, but we've also got a suit round. Yeah. Uh, a, I and think then it's we, the we still get judged from like rego nights and stuff as well. It's so the whole package, isn't it? Whole package, it? That's yeah. That's it. So you have to really put on a good smile. It's all about the whole stage presence. Do you bring a good presence to the stage that feels uh, inviting, um, energetic, you know, not like just getting up on stage angry and, and just tensing your muscles. It's not all about that. I love... Uh, that side of the WBFF uh, as a you know as opposed to other federations uh, so some of the cons uh, obviously like we said sacrificing um, uh, events you may want to may not be able to go to anymore uh, just for that short amount of time um, um, so yeah more, one of my one of my cons would be um, just look you become so self-absorbed so sometimes you just forget around the things around you um, so it's really kind of just being you have to be switched on and just actually realise that you know the world's not all about you going through comp prep. Mm-hmm. Um, you really got to focus on what's going on around you. Uh, one of the other cons would be, you know, in order to get lean, sometimes you're going to have to sacrifice, you know, your big meals that you might be having in your off season, cheap meals, you know, all that sort of stuff. You're not going to, you know, it's not all sunshines and rainbows, man. Like sometimes you're not going to enjoy what you do. Mm-hmm. But the whole scheme of things, you got to remember why you're doing it. And why you chose to do it because obviously it's something that you enjoy and it's something that you want to obviously push yourself to get on stage and look the way you want to exactly it's a realignment of that focus every single day that's why i personally um i wake up and the first 20 minutes of whatever i consume into my um in my ears or through my eyes i'm always watching or, or uh, listening to something that's gonna motivate and and realign my focus for the day and then i'll listen to my music and everything else um 
Now, onto nutrition and timing from uh, start to finish. Um, what would you have to say about the nutrition? I think a big, big uh, handy tool to use is my fitness pal. Um, I, I'm not trying to plug this app, don't, don't worry, they're not sponsoring us. Uh, but my fitness pal, for you, those that don't know, try to download it. It's a free app. It's easy as you can scan your packets of uh, wheat bix you can uh, you can weigh whatever you want eggs and then plug it into the app and it will tell you all your calories it takes all the guesswork out of everything um, what would you have to say about nutrition like on on you know coming into a, a meticulous planning yeah look well it, I, as I said before like I reckon the nutrition side of it's a six month process so you want to mm. spend the first couple of months building your metabolism up to a stage where you've got a lot of room that if you need to drop it down that's perfect. So for instance, for myself, like I started, you know, at the start of my prep, I did a 20 week prep. Um, I was well over four and a half thousand calories a day. And then by the end of it, that gave me a lot of room to drop down to, you know, those really low two thousands if I needed to, to get lean, which I did in the end. Um, but that comes down to a lot of different things as well. It just depends on how your body reacts to certain foods. Like exactly. I, I learned a lot through my prep. That's a big point. I would love um, to exaggerate uh, yeah. on um, knowing your body, and this comes by um, by years and years of training, and actually consciously listening to the feedback that your body's giving you to particular foods. Like you know, some people realize that they're celiacs because gluten gives them bloating and makes them feel uncomfortable. You have to be always listen to your body and go well this food makes me feel like this or it doesn't give me the strength and the fullness that i feel like i know that chicken and rice as sad as it is that gives me the strength and the fullness that i need to perform my best training um i know that milk and bread i take it out of my diet and i don't end up bloated and and soft and and queasy feeling all day so that comes by years of uh thing it's called intuitive eating um, eating when your body tells you you know um, I'm hungry. I need a little bit of carbs. I, you know, I'm thirsty. You listen to your body when it tells you. Yeah, and that's one thing I learned in my prep as well. That's what we learn. Like we go through at Lifters as well. We figure out, you know, your diet. We look at, you know, what sort of foods might be causing different reactions. What we call inflammatory foods. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, for instance, I can't have steak anymore because it makes me feel really, really, really bloated. Wow. Yeah, and a lot of people think, oh, you know, steaks generally are one that people will go for. Can't have steak makes you feel bloated. Dairy. Got to stick away from the dairy because it makes me all phlegmy, makes me feel really watery and that sort of thing. Um, So going into comp, like I was eating, you know, the dry foods, you know, I was having the barramundi for dinner. Um, I was having a lot of turkey mince, which Mm -hmm. turned out to be like my saviour because it's actually quite tasty. Um, But yeah, going right into comp, like, you know, nutrition really changes because like at the start of comp, I was pretty high carb, you know, wanting to fuel muscle growth and that sort of thing. Mm By the end, your carbs drop right low because obviously the carbs are your fuel source. Carbs are what, you know, enhance that muscle growth. But they also can be stored as excess body fat if you're not training hard enough. Exactly, yeah. So, you know, the carbs drop right down low in order to get you lean. You know, carbs aren't the enemy. No. But at the same time, they need to be utilised in such a way to get you lean for stage. Exactly. It's all about carb timing. So um, Hayden here has also been implementing carb carbohydrate timing uh, with his, some of his clients into so that they can still lose weight but not feel uh, like they're lacking energy. Carb timing is all about um, restricting your carbohydrates to times of the day when you're requiring that burst of energy at, a, uh, at the most important um, part of you. Maybe you're training or you just need your brain power to kind of focus a little bit more because your brain will only run on um, uh, glucose, glycogen. Um, but yeah, so... So just before we uh, wrap up, uh, we just wanted to uh, say, so if you're, if you're looking to do a prep and you're kind of um, 
you're in the deep end and you're wondering where do I get started? Um, we just thought we'd run you through a few little key tips, you know, on a uh, few stepping stones to the stage. What would you say would be the first thing to get started in a competition prep? Cool. My biggest thing is like, you know, you can prep yourself and you can be meticulous with what you do. But at the same time, I always think a coach is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps keep you accountable as well throughout the prep. If you have one really shit week and you come in for like a check-in and you've blown it, like they'll be completely honest with you. Um, and at the same time, a coach can oversee your diet plan, manipulate different stuff. Whereas sometimes if you're going through a prep by yourself and you're trying to prep yourself, you might be a little bit harder on yourself. You might not be as hard on yourself. Whereas somebody looking over everything for you can just look at it from an outsider's perspective. Objectionally, yeah. yeah. So I, I completely uh, agree with that. So me, on the other hand, I've always, uh, <laughs> out of all my, I think my four or five comps I've done, um, I've prepped every single one for myself. And that's because uh, I think it's more of a little bit of a pride thing as well because I myself am a strength conditioning coach and I um, did my studies and I thought, well, I should be implementing what I've been learning and what I train my clients I should be implementing that on myself um, and I should be using myself as basically like a human experiment and uh, just, put, just on that how yeah. much better coach do you reckon you are now as a result of doing those preps by yourself because you've learned and you've gone through that exactly so like that is a double-edged sword I definitely think I've learned a lot so like I said my first prep I, uh, I messed up my, my metabolism because to say frankly, um, I lost 18 kilos over 18 weeks. Sounds amazing, doesn't it? But not when you you can't hold any weight. Uh, the day after comp for the next four months, I couldn't. I would eat anything I wanted to, and I still couldn't maintain um, or um, bump my weight up any at all because I was having uh, bad um, toilet problems, to say the least. Um, but look, I have learned so much about my body, about types of training, how fatigue can set in, um, and I've implemented that onto my clients as well. But at the same time, every prep that I've done by myself has gotten hard towards the final weeks. And that's where I do feel that I need a coach because no matter how, even some of the best coaches in the world, and you would agree with this, some of the best coaches, even your coach, he's one of the best in, in the WBFF oh, yeah. Federation and he has his own coach. 100%. And let, as he, he just sees a coach, you know, just to keep him accountable. Exactly. Because what he says all the time is that, you know, he's a lot harder on himself than most people would be. So if he feels like he's on a condition six weeks out, he'll start doing, you know, the two, three hours of cardio a day just to get him lean. But in reality, he might not need to because he might be one of those people that comes in a little bit later. Mm. Um, you know, when people cut water and stuff like that as well, that's a whole other story. But, you know, like it does change your condition. And some people just, you know, a lot harder on themselves when they do prep themselves. Yeah, so I do agree. So like I was saying, um, I would definitely, if it's your first time and even if you are you know quite deep in the fitness industry you've done this for a few years still definitely uh seek a coach out it doesn't have to be hated on myself but um i wouldn't mind that you can come and uh inquire through us uh, through hustle harder coaching or lifters hq but a coach is important because they're an objectionable eye and they will hold you accountable but also um you don't want to take you want to take all the guesswork out of it and just focus on acting on the, the workload that they're giving you, you don't have to really uh, be trying to figure out how many grams of this, how many grams of that, how many uh, minutes of cardio. Because trust me, when your brain's not functioning at its best toward the final weeks, that's going to get a lot harder to, uh, to kind of convince yourself later on. And you might convince yourself that uh, ice cream three weeks out is a good idea for dinner when really your prep just needs to tell you, your prep coach needs to tell you to... to Get your head out of your ass and uh, and work harder. Yeah. 
So awesome. um, that's uh, that's us for the day. It's, I know it's, we're just finishing up on almost uh, 25 minutes. Uh, thanks for sticking around and giving us your ears. Um, a few basic tips on um, preparation uh, for a your first comp. Uh, if you have any other questions, where can uh, people find you, Hayden? Awesome. So I'm Hayden Willett underscore WBFF athlete on Instagram. Otherwise, you can find me at liftershq.com or liftershq on Instagram. Um, I'm one of the coaches down there now, and you can inquire through there if you're interested, guys. Awesome, Hayden. Thanks for sticking with us on this podcast. My name is Sean McHale from Hustle Harder Coaching. Uh, this is the How to Hustle Harder podcast, and thank you, guys. <laughs>